and welcome to Minute 21 of Movie Rob Minutes, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today and this entire week, hopefully, if he decides to stick around, is J-Dub of Dubsism. Welcome to the show, J-Dub. And thank you for having me back. Well, you know, you did you did such a nice job last time. I figured I'll, I'll give you another shot. Okay. Well, you know, you know as long as long as I made the cut, I didn't get sent back to the miners here. You didn't get sent back to the miners. You're not in the cooler, and we're not going to leave you stuck in some uh, shady motel somewhere in uh, Missouri or Kansas or wherever they filmed it. You know, <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? That's yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, it depends. It depends who you are. You know, Dell doesn't necessarily think it's somewhere awful. It's if Neil who does. But we'll we'll, we'll get into that. We, we 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 got lots to talk about this week, so we'll we'll have to see. So minute twenty one begins with Neil beginning to pat himself down with a hand towel, and ends with him explaining to all of us what happened to the beer. Okay, we'll 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 get to that a little later. We'll talk about how that that uh, falls into things here. So. Last week, Neil and Dell showed up at this uh, CD motel that Dell was able to to get him a room for, and it turns out that they have to actually share a room. And Neil had a few problems with the shower, with the whole bathroom, and in the end, he walks out of the shower and finds that there is one little hand towel for him to dry himself off with. So that's how that's where we pick up here. We start with that now. When he takes the when he walks across the bath the, the the bathroom in order to get to that towel, the music is great. It has they have like this great classical music that really accentuates how much he is really suffering in in this in this particular uh, moment. You know, he's got this tiny little towel. I mean, you and I are both big guys. Steve Martin is a little smaller than we are. He might be, you know, but I don't think very many people would be able to really deal with what he needs to deal with it. He just like pats himself down. And I love how he like takes it and tries to, 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 to dry off his back. <laughs> he like holds the two little ends of the, what looks like a, like a paper napkin type of, uh, no, sorry, a, uh, a cloth napkin, you know, that, that size and just tries to, to, to move it back and forth with, with two fingers in order to, to dry off his back. Have you ever had to deal with something like that? Well, I, first of all, I think, I think you're generous calling that a towel. That, looks like you know washcloth and it even looks like like that's the bottom shelf thing you're going to find at like a walmart it's just it's it's not great it's tiny it's not going to do anything for him and the whole time he's trying to use it if you've ever been in a bad hotel you have this whole moment where you're you're starting to empathize with him because you're just in a situation where okay no matter what happens i this is what i've got i i, I really just have to make the best of this <laughs> Definitely, there's no question about that, and and they only let us see this for a few seconds of him trying to, but but they do a good enough job of giving us an impression of what he's dealing with. You know, he's been going through hell already throughout these entire throughout the 20 minutes that we've already discussed, and he's going to continue going through hell through the next 70 that we still have. But you know, just just those five seconds is enough to show us. No one wants to be in this situation, and definitely Neil does not want to be in this situation the way that he is. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, when when I watched that minute, to me, 
the key word of the whole scene or that, that whole minute was stuck because yeah. no matter what Neil does, he's stuck. He's, if he wants to sleep in a bed, that's what he gets. If he wants to take a shower, he's drying off with a washcloth. If he, there's no opt up, there's no opt out. There's no way he can use his frequent flyer, whatever's to get an upgrade to something not disgusting. He's stuck. Yeah, completely. And then we get a, a nice shot of the outside of this motel once again. So I, I, as a kid, I remember doing a lot of traveling with my parents and we'd stop at motels. So this shot just once again shows us what type of place he's staying in. You know, we've, we've, most of us have, have done some sort of traveling and have stayed in something similar. You know, hopefully we've had better experiences than, than Neil and Dell are having or Neil. Dell is actually enjoying himself, I guess, but uh, Neil for sure is not. Well, uh, Dell, Dell, and Neil are the difference. To, I mean, to, to make an airline reference, they're the difference between coach and business class. You know, Neil is more used business to, or first class. I would even say first because because you remember Neil was supposed to be in first class. He had a first class ticket, so you might that's even true. later on you find out he lives in a pretty first class house. You're right. Okay, so. First class and coach, you know, yeah. Neil is used to being pampered. Neil is used to having the nicer things in life. You know, there must not be a lot of money in selling shower curtain rings is where I'm going here. Yeah, but it, he, he has his expenses, you know, he he has well, his expenses paid for and stuff like that. So he he deals with what he has to. Well, and he has I mean, Dell also has connections. I mean, nobody else could get a room. He could. Yeah, that's true. And so, you know. the, one of the things that I found interesting when you show when they show us the shot of the outside of the motel, we see that that it's jam packed with cars. Now, mm -hmm. if if in the previous minute, you know, when they were when they were talking to the to the proprietor and he said to them or or the manager and he, he basically said to them, well, you know, half your flight is here. Most of those people are not going to be coming by car. They're going to, you know, they're going to be coming by taxi. I doubt many of them are going to rent a car and then drive to to the to the braidwood inn you know it doesn't make sense so it goes to show that that this is a pretty packed motel as is not necessarily just from the people who are coming from the from the plane All right now sure. one of the things one of the things that we we mentioned when we when they first got to this motel you saw this couple go in so it makes it look like it might be some sort of cd motel where people are going to be going and renting rooms by the hour or you know <laughs> things like that i don't know you know, it's just assumed, but again, it's packed. There, there's, there's no question about that. And then we go back and get to see the room again. We see Neil in bed. He's lying on the bed and trying to find a comfortable spot, which he's not having much luck doing. <laughs> you know, he, we see that he, he, he squints as if he's looking maybe at a clock or something like that. You know, well, basically, it, basically saying to himself, when is this night going to be over? <laughs> well, that's that's very clear. But, you know, also, if you stop and think about it, CD motels, not exactly known for having, you know, like the uh, sleep number mattresses or anything top end. It might have been stuff they got off the truck two years ago. Two. That's pretty good. You're, you're being well, very you know, generous. <laughs> I, I, I would we were say. generous with the washcloth. I'm generous with the mattresses. <laughs> We're generous kind of guys. Yeah, that's true. Okay, makes sense. And again, you can see how clearly uncomfortable he is. 
and he takes the, the pillow and begins to fold it because it goes to show again how thin this pillow is. There's uh, that, no question that, about that. That that I identified with because, like you mentioned earlier, we're both big guys. If you have broad shoulders and you need something to reach your head if you're sleeping on your side, 90% of cheap motel room pillows don't get you there. Yeah. Yeah, I went, whenever whenever my, my wife and I go traveling, it doesn't matter to what hotel or motel or wherever, I always bring my pillow with me. <laughs> it's like one of the jokes in the family that I'm always going to bring my pillow because whatever they've got there is just not going to be comfortable enough. And see, yeah. I always I was tease my wife that she used to be a hotel manager and so she knows she knows the secret language to speak to get that sort of stuff. So normally, yes, I would be traveling with my own pillow. But now that I have my wife, she knows you can't just call the front desk and ask for an extra pillow. You have right. to you have to say it in a certain way to get certain things. And she she knows that language. And it's I mean, I tell her all the time. It's one of the only reasons I married you. All right. Hey. Uh, as, long as, <laughs> as long as you got a good reason to marry her. There you go. <laughs> and then we hear cans clattering on onto the floor. Right, which is something that, that that we'll discuss a little bit more later on in this minute. But it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting that in the movie itself, this is the first reference to the fact that they have beer. In the script, we talked about it last week that they ordered pizza and a beer. All right, so we're, we're, we'll get to that a little bit also in in a little while for for those who who aren't who have only seen the movie and haven't heard what we've already discussed about it, but. So basically, we hear cans falling on the floor, and then Neil once again tries to fold this pillow. And <laughs> we see Del also trying to get comfortable, but he, he's he's doing things in a little different way because he keep he turns towards Neil in order to get comfortable and like pulls the the bed sheet or the the the, the covers towards him a little bit. Also, you know this this is this is they're setting up the fact that this is not going to be an easy night for either of them. <laughs> right right now how how do you sleep do you sleep on your back do you sleep on your side your stomach i i'm a side sleeper hence you know the tale i just told about you know cheap motu room pillows and marrying somebody who knows how to get me extra pillows yeah i'm definitely a side sleeper right okay well, i mean i usually sleep on my back and my wife says that i fall asleep within two seconds when i'm sleeping on my back and and then i'll snore a little bit and then it'll go away and then you know but she says that I, I don't move at all at night. I, I wouldn't know myself, but she says I, as soon as I fall asleep, I stay in the same position all night. So Well, and my wife gives me a lot of grief about I'm the same way. I can roll over and fall asleep like that, and I, I keep telling her, well, that comes from six years in the Marine Corps where, okay, it's time to sleep. You better sleep right now. You got this much time. Bang, out. You know? Yeah. And you don't, you don't care what you're sleeping on. It's like, oh, is that? Broken Jack Daniels bottle? Okay, great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still remember I still remember when I was in the Army, uh, it was 30 years ago, and when I was in the Israeli Army. So we were in an APC doing some sort of maneuvers or whatever. And, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting there and you have your hand hanging on to, to one of the straps on top. And I actually uh -huh. fell asleep there. I fell asleep doing that. <laughs> you know the drill. Exactly. Exactly. I've also fallen asleep. I remember when I was when I was in the army when I was home for leave, I would fall asleep in the middle of meals. You know, oh like, yeah. Like uh, we had a group of friends over. It was I was I was in an apartment with with uh, a few different flatmates or whatever. We had some friends over for 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 like a, a dinner one night, and I actually fell asleep in the middle of dinner 
and then woke up and said, well, wait a second, what about the first course? And they said, oh, we already ate it. <laughs> I had no clue. We were waiting for you. That's right. I was, I was at the table, but, uh, you know, <laughs> what can you do about that? So at this point, you know, we, 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 we see the two of them are very uncomfortable in, in their bed. And then I like the fact that Dell actually says, excuse me. You know, it shows once again how polite of a guy he is. You know, he's not doing it to annoy anyone. And then his response is, then he continues and says, I'd switch pillows with you, but I'm allergic to sponge. <laughs> okay, so I, I did a little bit of, of of research on this because I couldn't really find uh, the fact that people can be allergic to sponge itself. You know, so, and also, how much sponge do they actually have in a pillow itself? So, I mean, I, I did a, a numerous different uh, different types of research for this. First of all, I wanted to see what types of pillows there are. Okay, so I, I in my, uh, I'll go through this quickly, but I found that there are 12 different kinds of pillows. Okay, there are down pillows, which are made from soft fibers that are close to the skin of a goose, duck, or swan. And these are usually blended with feathers. Okay, and you have to check the ratio in order to, to figure out if it's going to be good. It's it's considered a, a lightweight pillow. Okay, but one of the problems with it is that uh, it gets pretty hot, you know, when you're sleeping on one of these type of pillows. I remember as a kid, I used to always turn my pillow over and look for the, the cold spot in order to okay. sleep a little better. So th those are not uh, the best type of pillows. Then you have a down alternative pillow, which is a synthetic version of the classic down pillow. And these are usually filled with polyester and it's used to mimic the feel of down, but it, it's, it also says that, that the problem is that the alternative pillows are become more hyperallergenic, which could be what the problem is that, that, that Dell is talking about here, that he's a little more allergic to this type of pillow there. All right. Then the problem with these type of pillows is they can, they can develop lumps very, very, uh, very quickly, which could be a problem. Then you have a, your average feather pillow, okay, which are made from, you know, using feathers. And most people who use this, they they, they do it because the it, it's very shapeable. You know, like you, you once you you get get it shaped right, it'll stay that way. It doesn't really mold, doesn't really change its moldability after after you found. The, the way to, to sleep on it. But the problem is that you need to fluff it all the time. You know, a lot of times you see people fluffing pillows and stuff like that. Okay, then you got a cotton pillow, which most people don't use the, these these days because people prefer more synthetic materials. And the problem with cotton pillows is, once again, it's hype. Uh, no, sorry. The good thing is is that it's, it's, it's light and it, it has a breathable fabric. And the bad thing is, is that you have to clean it all the time because there, you're going to find problems with the mold and things like that. Then you got a latex pillow, which latex is rubber. You know, we're not even, again, we're not talking about sponge and people use these a lot more these days because it provides a lot of support for both the head and neck. They're very durable pillows and they're very breathable and they're biodegradable. And the one problem is, is that they actually can smell. You know, that they're... Well, and I think I think in a in a place like this, there's probably lots of other latex products in use, probably not as pillows, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't find any of those under the bedspread. 
<laughs> exactly. Moving right along. Exactly. Then, then the then we got a memory foam pillow, which are things that have become more popular because it, it contours to your body, and therefore it these are good for for pain relief. But uh, the problem is, is that the uh, the foam density doesn't help making it very breathable, and also it can retain body heat, so therefore it can also be be quite uh, warm. These type of pillows. Then you have shredded memory foam pillow, which is a alternative that people are trying to use more than the regular foam pillows. And what they these these are better because they don't clump, they're moldable. But the problem is, is they have chemical off gassing, which can be a slightly problem for people who. Uh... I don't. There's just something disturbing about the term chemical <laughs> off gassing. I don't, exactly. I don't think I want my sleep products to be off-gassing anything. That is true. Very true. I completely agree with you. Then I found that there's there's bamboo pillows, which it's, I don't know, it it just doesn't sound very, very comfortable. <laughs> but it's it's mostly, it's, it's, they're, they're actually mostly made with, with a shredded foam interior and have uh, bamboo as part of the shell. So... They say that these are good because it's anti uh, mic, uh, mic, microbial, but it also has the same issue that we just talked about in the previous one with the chemical off gassing. Yeah, that's that's going to be a deal killer. <laughs> your 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 product line says off gassing, kind of not going there. But yeah, exactly. Here's the question I got for you: You obviously did your homework here. Um, after all this research, did your email just choke full? of people trying to sell you pillows? Thankfully, no, it did not. Well, because my wife and I one time when I worked at the, uh, for a hotel chain, I won't mention the name, don't give them free advertising, but it's a very large worldwide hotel chain. And we was like, is there a country on earth that does not have one of these hotels? And so I said, how about Mongolia? <laughs> uh, search, blah, 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 blah. To this day, I still get things in my email from travel planning companies like, hey, still planning a trip to Mongolia? I'm like, no, I searched the place one damn time. So, Maybe you I actually, no, it's a very good question. But uh, thankfully, thankfully, there are less people tracking uh, my searches than yours. <laughs> okay, that that's. <laughs> That's probably a true statement and probably far more indicting on my end than anything else. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. We got a few more of these. Going. We have we have gel pillows. Okay. And they, they say the good thing about the gel pillows is, is that they keep people cool at night. Okay. They're actually made of gel combined with with something either foam or latex, and they give cooling benefits uh, while 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 you sleep. The problem is is that they're usually too firm for most people. Okay, then you have a polyester pillow, which are sometimes referred to as polyfill. They're actually very affordable because they're quite cheap. But the problem with those is, is that they can also develop lumps. So people don't necessarily want those. Then we got we got two more to go. We got a, a buckwheat pillow, which is not a Eddie Murphy reference. <laughs> <laughs> the joke was out there. Of course, of course. And uh, th these these are pillows that are filled with buckwheat shells. That they're mostly it originated in Asia, and they're starting to make their way to North America over the last few years. And they're very malleable, 
and they also are uh, long lasting. So people like them for those reasons. But what's the problem with, with sleeping on shelves? I'll let you even guess this one. Is there an off gassing problem? No. Okay. That obviously I'm locked up on off gassing yeah. now. So <laughs> if you're sleeping on Sleep? a shell on, on the beach on shells, what could be the problem? Uh, I'm going to hear the ocean. Well, no, you can hear the shells. Because I can hear the shell. Oh. <laughs> because the, the pillow is made of shells, it's very it's a very noisy pillow. I mean, they don't even, they're not even like ground up shells. They just <laughs> throw them in a sack, and I you know. Apparently, <laughs> and the final one that I found was a micro bead pillow, which are similar to the buckwheat pillows in the in their feel, but they're made of synthetic mis- uh, material from uniform polymer particles. Okay, so they say that these are good because they are breathable and malleable, but what's the problem with them? Chemical off-gassing. Off God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so wait, wait a minute. So we had, what was it, 12 different kind of pillows? Yeah, 12 different types of pillows. And, and three of them have off-gassing. Yes. <laughs> okay, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't come up with a non-off-gassing pillow? We can. We have nine What's others. <laughs> We do have nine others that work. <laughs> so then that begs the question, if we've got nine different kinds of pillows that don't off-gas, why do we have three that do? <laughs> who wants a gassy pillow? Apparently there are people who do. They like the other pro they, they like the other the the other pros instead of those cons. What can I tell you? Now, so again, the reason I did this this research was to find out, you know, Dell mentions that he has an allergy to sponge, but they don't mention anything. None of these are made out of sponge. So, you know, is is anyone re- still using a sponge pillow? Like, do you think this motel is filled with sponge pillows, or is it just an excuse that he thinks that that Neil is not gonna not gonna really understand what he's talking about, and that's it? See, when he when he said sponge, I just thought he meant foam rubber. Okay, could be. That's very possible, but. I don't know. Does foam rubber off gas? I'm, I'm confused now. <laughs> uh, no, foam rubber did not off gas, if I remember correctly. Okay, because I mean, later on, I'm going to ask you to send me that list because now I got to go inspect my pillows, and if I see anything that's off gassing, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, it's it's going to be an issue. Right now, foam uh, the the memory foam pillows do not uh, have off gassing. No. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> It's like yeah. now, okay. So, you know, is, d- does it make noise when it when it off gases? You mentioned the shell pillows make noise. I mean, because if you say off gassing, like, what am I sleeping on a Marx Brothers whoopee cushion here? What am I doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I I didn't go that deep into it, trying to figure that out. So the only thing, then I decided, okay, since it's not from, I couldn't find a pillow with as a sponge. I'll do a little research and see. I'll just do sponge allergy. And the only thing I came across was that you can have contact sponge dermatitis, okay, which is an allergic reaction that often begins five minutes to two hours after contact with a sponge and is typically seen on the hand. And you get a stinging, stinging, itching, or burning sensation that is usually aggravated by wetting or rubbing the area. Okay. So apparently if that is what Dell has, okay, so he knows that he can't sleep anywhere near a sponge. And therefore, he has his own pillow. He never mentions what what type of pillow he actually is carrying with him. So we'll have to leave everyone to guess on their own about what that is. He's he's spending the night in cheap, sleazy motels 
rubbing and wetting his areas on all kinds of things, and he say, thinks he's got a sponge allergy. <laughs> okay, exactly. whatever. Right. You know, I'm not here to judge. That's right. So Dell continues by saying, well, I got a bad, bad allergy to it. I'd be sneezing all night with that thing. And that's why he says, well, that's why I carry my own pillow. It's hyperallergenic. And and then, so my first question is, is okay, if Dell is not using his pillow, how come he doesn't give his extra pillow to Neil? So Neil has two pillows. Uh, that's a good question. Maybe, maybe like you said, this whole sponge thing is a load of pants. Uh, and uh, um, maybe the maybe the other pillow doesn't exist. Maybe Dell really does have something he picked up from the hotel. No, at, you know, no, 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 no. We 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 see him take out. We saw him last week take out of his trunk a pillow. So. I mean, maybe it's a pillow that he stole from some other motel that he was in, but it, it does look like a very fluffy pillow, what he has there, and he puts it on the bed. So he 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 is using a pillow. To, he might be have he might have the sponge pillow underneath it to to give him a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, what's the word for it? More volume. While while you know on his on his head with the with the pillow, I don't know. Maybe he's worried about off-gassing. I don't know. Maybe. That could be. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm going to beat that to death. Sorry. There you go. No, that's fine. That's. I, I, I think that will be the theme of this episode, off-gassing. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and then we get to see them moving around in bed a little bit more for almost 30 seconds, where they're both trying to get more comfortable, and neither is really doing a very good job of it, the way that they're moving back and forth and stuff like that. And then Dell says something very interesting. He says, I had no idea those beer cans were going to blow like that. <laughs> and Neil's response is, you left them on a vibrating bed. What did you think was going to happen? So as we discussed last week, actually, you know what? I'm going to wait a few minutes and we'll discuss this when we discuss the, the whole thing with the, the script, because the script does, does mention things a little. We'll explain the whole situation via the script. Okay, but it's left very, very unclear in the movie itself what exactly he's talking about with the fact that these beer cans exploded or anything like that. And the way that Dell says it, he says it in somewhat of an apologetic manner. Once again, you know, he, he seems sincere in what he's saying. And Neil's response is, as always, pretty much he's in, it's, it's, it sounds like he's in disdain for what's being uh, said. No question about that. And that's pretty much how this minute ends. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about this particular minute? I promise I'm not going to say the OG word again. That, you can that say was really it. Deep. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. I hit it at it. I didn't say it. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a difference. Um, no, I mean, I think we pretty much got everything in this minute. I mean, you're setting up for what's going to happen in the next couple of minutes where we're going to watch the level of uncomfort uh, uncomfortability if that's even a word we're going to watch that go up and then you're going to you're building towards this has to come to a head at some point because this isn't going to work yes you're starting to see that in this minute correct okay so as i do every every episode i discuss the discrepancies in the 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 final shooting script Okay, as you might not know this, they, they, they filmed almost four hours. The first cut of the movie was, was almost four hours, longer, um, an hour longer than The Great Escape. Okay, take that, into, <laughs> take that in. <laughs> and then they you cut it. You can't make comedies that long. 
It just doesn't work. Okay, but the script still has everything that they filmed the whole thing, but they they cut it down. So one of the things that that we're that that I like to talk about is the discrepancies. You know what what did they cut out of the movie? So basically, for for this particular minute, first of all, we start off with Neil in the shower where he's just drying his hair with the washcloth. It's a minor discrepancy, and then we get to see Dell in the room. Okay, one of the things that, that we discussed last week is in the script, Dell orders pizza and beer. And there there's there's a delivery, there's a pizza boy that, that comes and brings the brings it to him. Okay. So the the script talks about Dell's in the vibrating bread, eating pizza, watching TV. A few beats and the bed stops vibrating. And then Neil comes out of the bathroom. Okay, then they have this really, really long conversation. Okay. Where Neil says, do you realize that you used all of the towels? It's, and then Dell responds, I'm pretty big and they were pretty small. I'm sorry. It wasn't too neighborly of me. And Neil goes, and almost all of the toilet paper. He goes, oh, those New York hot dogs. I'm guilty. <laughs> and he says, speaking of the word I won't say again. <laughs> exactly. You left the bathroom a filthy mess. And he says, well, I'm not used to a roommate. <laughs> and then Neil like sniffs around. And then he goes, what smells? And he goes, oh, the pizza came. He says, that's pizza? We discussed last week about how this pizza just had every single topping on it possible. Okay, it, it has cheese, sausage, olives, green peppers, jalapenos, kraut, bacon, beans, corn, and anchovies. Okay, I wouldn't touch anything like that. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's your favorite uh, topping on pizza? Uh, well, to be honest, I actually don't mind the house deluxe or my wife will call it the floor sweeping pizza. You know, you got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit, but no corn, no beans, no kraut, no anchovies. That's not happening. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So, so Neil then says, that's pizza. And he goes, it's good. I saved you a piece. And he says, I asked you to order me a salad because they didn't have salad. I had him put on extra vegetables on the pizza. (laughs) <laughs> so then they say then it says neil opens the box and looks into it he makes another face face and takes the box around to the front of his bed and sits down he scoops out the last slice he takes a bite hmm horrible if i wasn't so hungry i'd throw up <laughs> so Dell then says wash it down with a beer okay so it says neil sets the the pizza down and pulls a beer off the six-pack neil says warm and Dell says it comes out warm what the whole difference does it make? How it goes in? Toss me one. Okay, so they're setting something up here in the script that in the movie is completely cut out. We only see the after effect of the whole thing, but we don't necessarily see what actually happens in, in the movie itself. And then it says, Neil tosses Dell the beer. He takes another. He and Dell open simultaneously. The vibrating bed has sufficiently shaken the beer to provide a double beer explosion. And then it goes on to the point where Dell says that he'd switch pillows with him. And he mentions, the, and then he says, I had no idea that those beers would go, would, were going to blow like that. So it gives us, it, it, it's nice to see in the script that they mention these things, that they explain what exactly happened. I, I, I'm still debating whether it's better to leave it for our imagination or not. I'm not sure. I think it would have been funny if the two of them had opened up beers and you see them get splashed in their faces by by beer. That might have been, you know, a nice slapstick moment for them. But maybe it isn't necessary here. Well, 
like like Neil himself said, it was a vibrating bed. What did you think was going to happen? Exactly. That's true. Now, how long do you think it normally would take for a can to be a soft drink can or a beer can to be sufficiently shaken up so that it will explode? Or vice versa. No, or vice versa. How long do you, sorry, let me rephrase that question. How long do you think you have to wait after it's dropped in order for it to not explode? Boy, I mean, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? (laughs) Half hour? I don't know. Okay, so again, according to the research I did, and it could be that this is incorrect, but if you have a cold drink, okay, it now obviously it's because of the, the, the CO2 that's in the can that's what's going to make it explode. Same thing you have in soda cans as opposed to you also have them in beer cans. So basically it in a cold drink, it takes somewhere anywhere between 15 minutes and an hour and a half to settle, which a lot of times I remember, you know, you, you, you tap on it a little bit and you like listen to hear if you hear the fizzing on the inside you know, that's ready to explode or not. But if you have a warm drink, it could sometimes take up to eight hours before it, uh, before it can settle down. So the fact that he mentions it's warm already says something about that. So really where we're at here is whether it's pillows or soda cans, the theme of this entire episode is gas in some way, shape, yes, or form. completely. Pizza okay. also. <laughs> exactly. And right. those New York hot dogs. That's right. Very true. I think Neil's happy that that he that he said no when Dell offered him a hot dog back in the airport a few weeks ago. <laughs> All right. Bad enough with one guy. I mean, can you imagine having a, a dueling gassing contest? Correct. Let, let's try not to imagine that. <laughs> Agreed. Exactly. All right. So on every Monday, we we do a top five where my guest. Tells me his top five movies by Steve Martin and called Martin Monday. So, J-Dub, what is your top five? You can start with your number five and work your way back however you want. Well, I'm kind of going to have to break the rules here because um, I'm going to be brutally honest. Not the world's biggest Steve Martin fan. So I had to I had to do you did your research on pillows and how much time it takes to get the gas out of a beer can. I had to dig deep for Steve Martin performances that I actually found that were that were not making my brain swell. Okay, and that's I fair. Won't get into the reasons. That's that. completely okay, so fair. Number, okay, so is this a, is this a countdown thing? I start with five, go to one. Is yeah, that? sure. Okay, number five. It's a cameo. It's in the 1979 original Muppet movie. That where fits. That fits. I find Steve Martin's. I find him irritating in a lot of ways, but in this movie it works so well because he plays the condescending asshole waiter. Okay. It, it works. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, number four, this movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Again, Neil is a bit of an abrasive sort of character. I find Steve Martin to be that way as well. It fits. Okay. Uh, number three, the original not ready for primetime players era of Saturday Night Live, where he does things like King Tut or the wild and crazy guys. That uh, that's funny stuff. Of course, it might have been funny because I was seven years old and pretty much anything's <laughs> funny at that point. So uh, number two, a movie I actually find him to be hilarious in. Oh, and again, it's incredibly sophomoric, but that's 1979's The Jerk. 
you know. Okay. Um, and number one, and this is not a movie at all. This goes way back to before anybody cares who Steve Martin was, and it's his appearance on the 1968 game show, The Dating Game. He's uh, he's actually himself. He's not acting. He's not doing anything, but he seems to be a rather likable guy, unlike anything else I've ever seen of him. Did he get a date? Was he chosen? Uh, I believe he was the winner, yes. Okay. All right. Excellent. And another thing that we do on the show is every day we have the off the beaten track where either myself or my guest will tell a little adventure or misadventure that might have happened on some sort of travel trip that we either of us had taken. So, J-Deb, why don't you Uh, give us one? Mine for this is real short, and it's the only thing I can think of worse than the cheap, seedy, vibrating bread, off-gassing pillows motel. And that is, have you ever, I know you're in Israel now, but you made mention earlier that you grew up in America. Yeah, sure. I grew up in in Michigan. Yes. Yeah, well, you're your shirt says that too. Okay. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but no one else can see that. Just for an audio <laughs> podcast, but you know, I, I opened the door for it. Uh, you ever had the misfortune to ride a Greyhound bus? Sure. Oh, okay. So you know that what a Greyhound bus is, for those of you listening who aren't familiar, take 50 of the most uncomfortable seats you can find, put them on a rickety old smelly bus, and oh, just for fun, attach a gas station bathroom to it. That's that's what a Greyhound bus is. You you will you will meet the kind of people you meet in Dell's CD motel on a Greyhound bus, <laughs> and you don't want to be anywhere near them. Unfortunately, the seats are far closer together than you would ever want. The only advantage is it's cheap, but if you ever have an opportunity to ride on a Greyhound bus, take my advice, just go ahead and pass on that. All right. Sounds good. Now, I know that, that you are the sports analogy guy. So every day this week, you're going to also give us a little sports analogy. So go ahead. What's your sports analogy for this episode? Well, here, there's there's going to be a theme throughout these for, for, for most of them. And, and where we're going to start is that if you've ever been on a team sport, one of the things that happens is you have to travel to road games. This means coaches have to buddy up guys as roommates. One of the things coaches love to do when they buddy up guys is you put the mismatched guys together and see how they can manage to deal with each other. Because if they can't live together in a hotel room when they got to fold up pillows and, you know, dry themselves with washcloths, they're probably not going to play well together. Right. And so this, yes. So, you know, for week one, the sports analogy is just, hey, Here's a but here's you know I picture a coach putting Neil and Dell together as if they were players on a team together and like hey let's put the two guys that are massively opposite together and see what happens. <laughs> of course, you know I think in my case there was a lot of times where coaches were like betting on what would happen like oh yeah I got five bucks says Neil punches Dell oh yeah I got I got ten says Dell does this you know. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, thank you for that. So why don't you tell everyone how they can get in touch with you? Dubsism, D-U-B-S-I-S-M. It's the world's most interesting independent sports blog, probably because it's really the only one of its kind. As such, if you search Dubsism, 
It's first page search result on Google, D-U-B-S-I-S-M, -S Yahoo email, Facebook, Instagram, Carrier Pigeon, you name it, D-U-B-S-I-S-M. All right, excellent. And to find me, again, very simple. All you do is a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find my website. You can find me on Twitter and anywhere else you want to try and find me. <laughs> so, JW, you feel like you want to come back in tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. All right, excellent. So, until tomorrow, everyone, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs>